Welcome to Below the Berg, the podcast focused on providing a platform to showcase ambitious college-aged people currently elevating their educational experiences via internships, startups, or simply doing their own thing. My name is Evan Paisu. Today, I'm alongside Fisher Adelakan. And this is interesting because this is the first episode that I've done with someone that I haven't had a previous relationship with. So, Fisher, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm Fisher. Uh, I'm from Lagos, Nigeria, which is my hometown. Uh, I am a computer graphics major, and I'm minoring in electronic and time-based art. And uh, as for where I'm currently at in school, it's really weird. It's like a cross between a sophomore and a junior, but I'm not fully a junior, even though I've been here enough times to be a junior. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like too old to be a sophomore. So mm-hmm. I, I just tell people I'm a s- junior. Yeah, sh- junior. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So you were telling me that you did a gap year after high school, correct? Yes. Do you want to kind of elaborate on that? Because it's a it's a more trending topic nowadays. And yeah. I kind of want to see what your uh, thought process was yeah. for that. Um, so my gap year was kind of out of necessity. The night before I was actually supposed to, like, go to college, I kind of, like, freaked out. And I was like, I there's no way I'm ready for this. There is no way I am at this point in my life where I feel the need that I can comfortably make all these different decisions that I mm-hmm. need to. Like, I don't even know if I... At that point, I was in Tennessee studying CS. But I was like, do I really want to study CS? I kind of want to give this art thing a try. So like, is this at... Purdue? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I want to give this right thing a try, but, like, what if I go to college for architecture instead, or, like, design, or something, like, just, just even... Just you needed even, to find yourself first. Yeah, you yeah, needed yeah, to, basically. Yeah. Everyone goes on a gap here to, quote-unquote, find themselves. And I Which like, I think is interesting, because sometimes people try to find themselves in college. And I think sometimes you can kind of be led astray yeah. when you do that. Because no, there's a lot of influences. Yeah, I completely... I think if you kind of, like, find time to isolate yourself and yeah. really trying to find what you you want to do and you want to pursue and something that you're passionate about, I think, I mean, is that kind of what you <laughs> decided on doing? Or, uh, like, what was that year consisted of that led you into, okay, digital art, that's my thing? Uh, that year consisted of me and my dad's... Half of it was spent traveling, mm-hmm. and then the other half was kind of split into two. The one half of the second half was me um, doing my internship in California, and the other half was me in my dad's basement. And who did you intern for right then? Uh Uh-huh. So who did you intern for? Oh, I interned for this startup called Diamond. Okay. The easiest way to describe what they do is basically Dropbox with machine learning. So rather than um, you, you know, like name all your files on Dropbox, put them into Mm -hmm. these folders neatly organized, uh, you would just drop them into this Diamond folder, and it would analyze all the files which sounds incredibly terrible nowadays because like privacy and stuff mm-hmm, yeah and it would automatically categorize and do everything for you so you wow. wouldn't have to do it yourself hmm. so and then you did part of the time kind of traveling and then working with your dad right well it wasn't working with my dad it was more me in his basement and just like experimenting with stuff like and coding or well it's just what like one my schedule basically went like this wake up from like I wake up very early in the morning, mm-hmm. so like from like eight to ten or like noon, just like write code, and then in the afternoons because it was much sunnier, much brighter outside, I would just like go chill on his deck and like make music, or like if I wanted That's to write fun. a screenplay for a non-existent film that I wanted to make, I would do that, like just, just some for, creative space. Yeah, yeah, just like be as creative as possible. 
Huh. Yeah, wow, that's really cool. So, um, so now kind of going into when you got to Purdue, mm-hmm. right? So you spend that summer, you kind of, okay, digital art, that's my thing. You went to Purdue, enrolled in uh, uh, your major right now currently is digital art. Well, computer graphics. Or, all right, so computer arts in that area. Yeah. And then that led to your next internship. When was that? Where was it? Who was it with? Uh, so that was, you're talking about after freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was with Pinterest. And the way I got that was through the previous summer, actually. I random, a random person I met online reached out to me and said, hey, I'm going to this event at Pinterest's offices called Blacks in Tech, like ba- Blacks in the Bay Area in Tech, like mm-hmm. Baybit for short. And do you want to come with me? I don't know this person, never met them. And I was like, sure. Wait, on what site? What site? Uh, Twitter. Twitter is amazing. Random Twitter hookup. Yeah, I that's love weird. I don't even have Twitter nowadays. I, like I haven't had it since high school, and that's no, wow. I, I love Twitter. I try not to tweet as much now because um, Twitter for me is like a stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So if I'm tweeting a lot, it's just exactly what I'm thinking. But um, I just I like Twitter a lot just because of the way it is in the world. There's no other place where you can get such a constant flow of information, mm-hmm. especially like chronologically, you know, thanks to Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. But like social revolutions happen on Twitter. Now, do you say that about Facebook and Instagram? Because the, now, so <laughs> when you scroll, it's like you see things from all different yeah, times. Yeah, it's all it's all. That's what you're referencing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because like <clears throat> whenever I flip through, I'm like, sometimes you see something from like 16 hours ago and then something from 10 minutes like right yeah. next to each other. And you're I, like, I don't like that. If mm-hmm. anything, I want to see what's going on now. I prefer not to concern myself with what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. I want what's currently happening or what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the only platform I feel that really happens, and you can actually see that, is Twitter. Wow. And it's uh, it's a dope place. Mm-hmm. But um, getting back to the story, uh, I go to Pinterest's offices the summer I did my machine learning internship. And, you know, like, there's just all black people in tech, which is a very rare thing in technology. Mm-hmm. And I got to hear from Dropbox's first engineer that they hired out of, uh, out of MIT, uh, Drew Houston, knew him personally, and he was black. And I'm like, holy crap, this is so cool. Well, that's really cool because your company that you worked for was oh. doing something <laughs> with Dropbox, and then you meet someone who was an engineer at Dropbox. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't even that. It was more about the fact that someone who looked like me, mm-hmm. it sort of came from like the same background as me, was able to be a founding engineer at a company that I highly revere, which I thought, like, up until then, I thought I couldn't really do that. Like, for It's me, possible. Yeah, but like, not, I knew from then, like, it was really possible. And um, I also got to meet, I'm not sure if it was the first engineer, but one of the founding engineers at Pinterest, Makinde, he, he is so cool. And, like, the stuff he does now is, like, amazing. But um, I remember after the event, I went up to him and I talked to him. And I don't remember what I said, but I was kind of, like, fumbling through my words. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm on a gap here. I don't know if I should do the school thing or not. Like, you're out here. You know, you went to MIT, which is, like, a great school. Um, you now work at, at Pinterest as, like, one of their senior most engineers. Um, what would you recommend that I do? And then he's like, okay, what have you done? And I started telling him about all these projects that I did. Um, I showed him, I actually put out my phone and I showed him a couple of them. That's smart. That's and smart. And he was like, this is cool. You should, you should be working here. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, like you should be working here. So he like, he's like, 
excuse me a minute. He goes off, grabs a recruiter, uh, Albi Maldonado, who's an is an insanely amazing person as well. And the three of us start talking. I get her email, and I think like two weeks later, she emails me, and we just stay in contact the entire time through my freshman year. And come spring semester of like my freshman year, she reaches out and she's like, hey, we're starting a freshman internship program at Pinterest. Would you be interested in joining? And I was like, okay, sure, why not? I hadn't lined up an internship at that point. I didn't know what I was going to do in the summer, so like, why not take the risk? Well, that's the best feeling when you get that internship for the summer out of the way. Yeah. So much stress just <laughs> off your shoulders. And I guess it's spring mm -hmm. semester, too, yeah. like in March. Where oh, every, March? Yeah, everyone is like freaking out if they don't have an internship by then. So this is like super late. I was just like, I'm going to go home and like try again. That's a life changer right there. Yeah. That's a life changer. <laughs> because in March, you're... You're freaking out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I so, mean, not only do you have finals, but it's also, I mean, do you give up? Do you keep on never give applying up. for internships? I mean, like, at what point do you stop? Do but you, it's so weird because I still get, like, so I have an internship bagged for the summer, mm -hmm. but I still have signed up for a couple um, a couple of uh, internships for environmental engineering websites, that, so they'll send you alerts mm -hmm. when there's new job openings. And every single day, you see at least five. five like, five a day, like, even now. And I'm blown away. I'm like, you are you are getting late in the game right now. You are getting late in the game because all that, like, because all of that, all of that top talents already they're gone. Yeah, yeah, locked up. No, I completely mm -hmm. agree. But um, yeah, I basically went through the interview process. I didn't even take it seriously. I, it's something people don't believe about me. But I was just like, I'm not gonna get this. Like, why? Why should? But you're I? a freshman. You're a yeah, freshman. Yeah. When you no, like for it's like for real. Like I was the same way. You go. What possibly could I bring? Mm -hmm. Technically. Yeah. Exactly. Technically. But I feel like the thing about freshman internship programs like that one is they're more geared to helping you learn rather than like we want to hire you after graduation. They want to help the you best. get that's like, how it should be done. Yeah, they want you they want to help you get your foothold into the industry, mm -hmm. which I appreciated a lot. So I was like, even though it's a freshman internship program, I'm not gonna get it. So then I did the interviews, all the technical questions I did in pseudocode because I just I, I didn't want to say I didn't really care i was just not really i didn't really believe that i could get it mm -hmm. so i was just like so what do you mean by pseudocode like when you do technical interviews you um some interviewers make you write code wow so you can demonstrate like your aptitude in like solving problems they'll give you a problem you write the code to solve see that's it. the one thing about cs that just blows my mind <laughs> because cole is talking about the same thing uh, yeah uh, cole johnson he i mean they're i mean like so the cs interviews are so technical yeah I feel like for the most part, engineering, they want to see one experience, mm -hmm. two, you're roughly above a three, mm -hmm. and three, social skills. CS interviews mm -hmm. are not like that. They don't go, okay, um, can you restore this river real quick? And, oh, hey, can you build a breakwater for this ocean structure? No, it's nah. like, yeah, that's so that's so cool how CS does that. Because yeah. it's, I mean, it's a immediate, it's immediate fact checker. It's, it's a very quick feedback loop, mm -hmm. um, I would say. But, so, yeah, so you generally people would write code to mm -hmm. solve those problems, but I literally wrote mine in English. Like, one, this is the first thing I would do. Two, this is the first thing I would do. Three, if this and this happened, then I would do this. So it's basically writing down the steps. Oh, okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just going through your thought process, yeah. not in code, but just... Just Almost like, as if you were walking through it and teaching them how you would do it. Exactly. Which is a really interesting approach. Yeah. 
And it, it's like you were teaching them how to write the code. Yeah, exactly. And but I think that would works. convey that you have a true understanding of it. Mm-hmm. I think I think in a way that would like that would show that you have a true understanding of the problem, not as much as the code. I want to say <laughs> I want to say yes. But, but you also want to say no because yeah. you had no method behind it. Yeah, at the time I didn't. Like at the time you yeah. were just, huh? Yeah. Wow. But then like they called me and they gave me the offer and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna go work at Pinterest this summer, a company that like is insanely cool. Okay, and freeze right there. At what point did you start believing? I belong. I can do this because <laughs> there's because there's that one point in college and it's one of my favorite questions to ask mm-hmm. of. When was your first big win in college that made you feel like you were a part of this? Because for so long, at least for me in engineering, I was mm. so convinced that I I hadn't proved myself yet. And whether it's in an internship or like a big project you kill, mm-hmm. was that it? Because it just seemed like for you, you like you just lit up. <laughs> I want to say yes, but it was more about when... I got to my desk at Pinterest and I saw a little note that said, this desk is reserved for Fisher Adelican. And like, I just like dropped my bag and I wanted to cry because it meant that like, well, you saw it, you saw it, you yeah. saw it at that time when you were having that conversation with the engineer. Yeah. When you were like, you know, like, Hey, like it'd be cool to work here. Like, what do you do? Yeah. How could I possibly do what you're doing? Yeah. And then flashback, or well, flash forward a year, and you're looking at this is, Th- this is your desk, yeah. and this is where you're gonna work, and this is these are the things you're That's gonna so do. That's so cool. Yeah, and I was, I, I almost cried because I was just like, yo, like this is legitimately like what my parents came to America for, mm-hmm. and everything is like slowly coming together. And like, well, I think all you can like really ask out. for is that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And that I mean. Shout out to any company that hires freshmen because it's a life changer. For real. It's like, a life changer. Because everybody wants someone who has experience, but they but they typically don't want to give you that first experience. Do you hit it? Do you hit the nail on the head? And the tech industry is very guilty of that because there are very few freshman internship programs. And if there are any, they're very competitive. So for me to like be at a place where I was just like I am actually doing this. Mm-hmm. And when it came to the projects, I was like, I, I understand this. And I understand mm-hmm. the way I need to go. Now I understand that I need to talk to my co-interns I'm working on this project mm-hmm. with. It was just like, if I can do this, what can't I do? You why know? not? It, why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, why, why not? not? And um, like, So with that why not attitude... What, like, what do you think was your favorite project you worked on at Pinterest? Like, in your time when you were oh. like, okay, why not? What did you do about it? Like, what I, was... I, well, I only worked on one project. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but it was... I don't know if I can talk about this because legalese and all of that. It was a good time. Yeah, it was, it was a, a good time. Good it was time. worth it. You learned a lot. I, I learned more than I needed mm-hmm. to, which I cherished a lot because I love learning. Mm-hmm. So, um, And this was for software engineering internship, correct? Yes. Okay, all right. And it was even cooler because I'm not a CS major. Mm-hmm. So I was like... So how did you bring that, whatever you learned there, back into school? Or did you or did you not? Or how did you... Or, do, or did you use it as an opportunity to leverage another internship? I used it as an opportunity to leverage another internship, and I also used it 
as a, I, the thing I got the most out of my Pinterest internship was how to work with other people because I tended, up until that point, I tended to build everything just by myself. And even still now, I do build a lot of things just by myself. But lately, I have been collaborating with people on different projects. Well, do you find it more enjoyable? Yes, because sometimes I just run out of ideas. And then someone who I'm collaborating on a project with is just like, well, what if we try it this way? Or we just flip it around? And then all of a sudden, you have like this entire new perspective on something. And it's just ideas just like flow immediately. Mm -hmm. At least like in my head. So I really like collaboration mm-hmm. and I really like working with people nowadays before mm-hmm. it, it, group projects in high school sucked but after like working at Pinterest well, I'm just like I kind of want to do more of this <laughs> for those who can't see us right now group is in quotation marks in high school for the most <laughs> part it's whoever wants the grade you put the team on your back for the yeah. most part for the most part if you're lucky you will have a couple but I mean but to me honestly I don't see much of a change in college. I see a slight bit, mm-hmm. but not much. It depends. It's po- like it's one. How bad do you want it? And I, typically at that point, at least from my experience, I haven't. No, I, I, I haven't I, seen I will it agree. a whole lot. I will agree with that because I'm currently working on a group project where I am basically carrying the entire team, and mm-hmm. it's only it's mainly because I actually want to. See, <laughs> I think that's a part of it because I think even for me, like I had, it's like I have that personality of where. I like that role. Yeah. No, same. I like coordinating people. Same. As long as you're game to be there and meet and show up on time and communicate with me, I love it. Yeah. But when you start blanking me on group me, when you (laughs) don't show up to meetings. Just like, dude, where are you? (laughs) You know, we might have a problem. Yeah, no. But like if you're just gonna show up and I could because I love that role. And I think it's taking pride of having that position. Yeah. And I think it's fun, you know? No, oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Hmm, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. So, do you want to talk a little bit more about some of your other ones? Uh, or I mean, internships, I guess. The other ones are just like, apart from the ones I did in high school, before, after high school, before college, the other ones are just Tesla and Qualcomm. Oh, Qual- just Tesla, you know? Uh, well, no, Tesla and <laughs> I Qualcomm. I mean, like, for me, for me, like, Tesla's like, holy grail, like, that's just super cool. <laughs> okay. That's super cool. Actually, so, the interesting thing about... Nothing bad about Qualcomm, but... Nah. You, I mean, but you tell anybody Tesla, and they're gonna know. <laughs> they know what's up. It's the guy who sent a freaking roadster up in space. Yeah, I mean, you know? te- Tesla's cool. I really like my team at Tesla. I got to work on a lot of distributed, like, computing stuff. Um, I got to do a lot of infrastructure stuff, so like servers and whatnot, which mm-hmm. I had never done up until that point. And I really, I think my team was probably the best team I've ever worked with in any of my internships. Team of interns or team of team you and other engineers salary? and oh, just cool. like the engineers I worked with because I was the only oh, intern cool. on my team. I kind of like that. I, yeah, I like it because you can feel a part. Yeah, and yeah. you also have like a almost. A mentor relationship, but yeah. you still feel like you're almost coworkers at that point. Yeah. When yeah. you put in that much time with people, you almost feel like a coworker, which yeah. is like a trip because then in three months you're out and you're back in college. You're like, dang. But like they're all pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And yeah. My manager actually, I was talking to him one day about like my fears about not being a CS major and like kind of like having difficulty in tech and all of these things. Do you mind and if I answer you real quick? Huh? Experience trumps. All, no, that, <laughs> that that is true. That is true. But some, sometimes I have second thoughts. Yeah. And he was just like, 
dude, you can do whatever you want. Because he, he was just like, okay, look at me, right? I studied English and philosophy in college. And then he, like, owned a bike shop for, like, a couple years. And um, he started working at Tesla when I think Tesla was around, like, five years old. Like, five years after mm-hmm. Tesla got founded, he started, like, all the... So still in the early stages. Yeah, all, like, the prim preliminary stuff that got built to Tesla, he had a hand involved. And now he's, like, a very senior engineer. At what position was he? Like, when he first started off, do you know? I don't I don't think I remember. I think he was just a regular engineer. But I do know he would meet with Elon quite often and, like, other people in other departments to define what gets built. No way. Which I think was, like, su- which I still think is... It's empowering. Cool. Yeah. It's so empowering. No, know? I definitely And I think agree. it also kind of takes off that pressure when you're at school. Yeah. Of, like, oh, I need to just kill it. You need to understand. You need to build skill... And you need to become a people's person, I think, at least. To a certain degree, you need to know how to work with people. And I think college is like a great experience to do that. Very true. But it makes you realize how important mastery is. Mm -hmm. Because if he could fulfill that role as an engineer at Tesla without a formal engineering education, you know, I mean, that's just empowerful. I mean, that's just such powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, My mentor is a man I hope hold in high regard. He used to work at Goldman Sachs in the 90s, like the heyday of Goldman wow. Sachs, where they made a ton of money mm-hmm. before like they IPO'd. And when they IPO'd, he like left. He sold all the stock, left, bought a bunch of real estate, and never works. He just plays with his money. He has his own financial firm. But um, I think what's really cool about what he did was... He studied like Latin and languages while in college. Wow. Keep, keep in mind though, like he went to Oxford and then did his grad school at Stanford, which are already like insane. So he wasn't good just schools. monkeying around. Yeah, it was, yeah. they were like insanely good schools, mm-hmm. but like most of his knowledge from finance does not come from like a typical academia background. It came from everything he learned at Goldman Sachs, and it came from literally just like experience, which I think. Now, have you ever talked to him about his experience in grad school and whether he thinks it was worth it? Because when you get that much experience somewhere in the the real world, especially at a well-known company like Goldman Sachs, Mm -hmm. at what point do you go, was grad school worth it? Because I'm in that position. Yeah, okay. I'm in junior year. (laughs) And you're like, I want that. I want the the in-the-field experience. I want to go straight into industry. To be blatantly honest, I don't want any part of grad school because because I don't succeed in academia nearly as much as I do in the field. Same, same. But if that's what it takes to get your foot in the door Mm -hmm. at a position that you want with something that you're passionate about... It's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, I actually had this conversation with John Maeda, uh, Mm -hmm. the head of design and automatic that I was talking Mm -hmm. to earlier. Mm -hmm. And he was like... He he, he went to MIT, did his grad school at like um, a college of design in Japan, and he he ran the MIT Media Lab, he ran RISD. Okay, and um, he was just like, don't go to grad school. It's a waste of time. Go learn from actual experience. And I think that's like the best way people just like should generally learn. And that's how like, I've learned. Well, it's such a contradicting experience because when you're, because when you're in the real world, mm-hmm. working with a professional like John Maeda telling you that, and then when you go back to school for another, what, six more months, mm-hmm. all you're told is, once you're in school, stay in school because once you leave, you're not going back. And everyone's just conveying 
stay in school as long as you can, mm-hmm. at least from the professor perspective. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like, w- like which is more powerful to you? It's hard not to listen to someone like John Maeda. I think not being in school and just, like, doing everything through experience is more powerful because, yes, a lot of knowledge is locked up in academia, but... For me to say, like, if I want to start my own design firm, I actually have to go do that. I can't be in school and just say, I want to do my design firm one day and never do it. For me and you to can't learn, say, this is how it should be done. Yeah. You need to do. Yeah, you, I have to, like, go do it so I can learn, like, what to do and, like, how to do it, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So um, I, I just think experience is, like, the best thing. And you just got to keep... Checking the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So let's transition into what's next for Fisher. What's next? So next, immediate next, your next internship. Uh, next internship example. is at Slack. I mm-hmm. am working on developer tools, which I am really, I, I, I love, I, I, I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm super stoked about it. I'm going to be a Code 2040 fellow. Mm-hmm. And Code 2040 is an organization that gets um, underrepresented minorities into tech and like hooks them up with internships. Oh, that's awesome. And um, diversity has become a really big thing to me about where I choose to go nowadays. Mm-hmm. And Slack. And companies like, that are inclusive yeah. of such things. Yeah. yeah. So Slack is like a very diverse, like they, they partner with Code 2040. And mm-hmm. like that's how I got it. Spotify does the same thing with Code 2040. Uh, Spotify, you said? Yeah. Okay. They're cool. like a Code 2040 partner. Um, bunch of other companies do as well, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Those are the only two I know of. Mm-hmm. Mainly because they're the only two I interviewed with. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, net, apart from that, apart from, like, Slack this coming summer, um, I, I, I told myself I started an environmental design studio, but I don't know what that means. It's called Maplewood. Uh, but lately it's just been, like, general creative like studio and um i make music my album is coming out this summer it's called brunch it's gonna be released under like the maplewood um recordings thing well i wonder who's gonna do your album cover art (laughs) we'll see we'll see see. my album has one feature house time will tell but it has (laughs) one feature on it and it's young thug and um and if you don't know who Young Thug is, just Google him. That's sweet. How'd you, how, did you, uh, how did you come up with that? We don't have enough time to talk about that. <laughs> but We'll just leave that a mystery. That's, that, <laughs> that's dope, though. Yeah, that's dope. like no one is known until now. I have managed to keep it under wraps. Um, but we'll keep it there. We'll yeah. keep it there. But that's dope, though. That's yeah. really cool. I am launching a VR art gallery, uh, hopefully by the end of summer. Uh Trying to make things work on the web and work on like VR is kind of difficult. Uh, I already have like two artists lined up to mm-hmm. like be residency residents within these galleries, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm shooting a film this summer as well, and I'm doing I'm just doing a bunch of stuff that I want to do, and I'm doing as much as I can within one lifetime, because who knows I might win an Oscar one day or a Grammy. We'll see. Why not? Why, like why not? Literally why not? Why not? Why not? That's yeah. awesome. Man. I just gotta try. In the words of the wise Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Just wake up and try every day because that's mm-hmm. the, literally the least you can do mm-hmm. is try. Mm-hmm. So why not try? Okay, so one final question that I love to ask. Knowing where your career path 
could or could not go or mm-hmm. what the potential of it is and what you enjoy doing now, knowing that path, would you, would you change your major? Yes. And or if you were to create your own major or create your own course, what would it be and what would it consist of? Uh, okay, I would change my major to industrial design because that is what speaks to me currently. Mm-hmm. I'm making furniture on Saturday, so I'm excited about that, actually. But to answer your question, yes, I would change my major to, to industrial design. And if I were to add my own course, I would make sure ethics is mandatory in every major. Really? Huh. Yes. Because Have you taken a course here? On like ethics? ethics? I'm yeah. taking it next semester. Huh. And I'm incredibly psyched about it. That'll be awesome. Because I feel like most people don't cover that. And sometimes a lot of the works, like, if you're not, like, in the medical field, ethics there doesn't really play a part into the work you do. We don't have an exact course like that in engineering, yeah. but in one of my, but in some of my courses, you have to always have that, con- always have that consideration in the back of your head with any design of, is this best for the public good and public safety? Yes. You need to have that always going on. Yeah, I, I basically want to take a class on that. That's awesome. Because with everything, with like Facebook and privacy mm-hmm. and like Cambridge Analytica and whatever, I feel ethics has to be a strong part of whatever I choose to do in the future. Yeah, I, w- I would add ethics as like a ground level to literally every major. I love that. That's awesome. Right on. Well, that's it for Below the Brick episode with Fisher Adelakin, uh, where you connect with tomorrow's trailblazers today. Let's get it. <laughs>